Welcome fellow pilots and other podcast listeners to another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Strategic Communications Chairman David Campbell, and today we're going to be talking about the market rate adjustment. We have those numbers, and so we're happy to share them with you. And with me to talk about that, we have your MEC Chairman Will McQuillan and Negotiating Chairman David Willem. Thanks for joining me. So, Will, let me pass it right over to you, and, and let's talk about this. Before we get into the specifics of the agreement, I do want to take a moment to kind of pull us back to that broader perspective like we talked about on the last podcast. As I said, this is the first step in focusing on bigger issues, that of attracting and retaining pilots. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the podcast about what else that entails. But absolutely, this MRA agreement is the first step in the right direction. And I know we could just talk about the wage rates, but I do think that it's important. That's why, you know, having David here today is is good to talk a little bit about the process that brought us to this point today. Yeah, I think that's worthwhile. So let's, David, let's get into that. But before we do, just by way of reminder, we have a completely new negotiating committee from the committee that negotiated the last agreement. And so, David, if you don't mind, would you introduce yourself and your committee yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, uh, David. Um, yeah, my name is David Wilhelm. I'm a captain on the uh, Boeing up in Seattle now. Started with Virgin America in 2008, where I was the uh, grievance chair once we brought in Alpha in our latter years, just as the uh, merger with Alaska was taking place. Uh, continued on with the uh, grievance position with the uh, joint airline and into the Pure Alaska days. And uh, now I am newly working with the negotiating committee as the uh, chairman of that committee. Great. Thank you. And tell us who else is on your committee. Yeah, I got two fantastic other committee members. Israel Young, uh, he's also a captain in Seattle on the uh, Boeing and uh, fantastic committee members. Done a lot of work with the LEC previously. Um, uh, secondly, uh, Justin Albright, currently a San Francisco-based Boeing pilot who has much uh, experience with primarily uh, in the uh, scheduling systems and PBS implementation, very strong there, and also has a lot of LAC experience that he uh, is bringing on to the uh, negotiating committee. So David, clearly we have language in the contract that dictates the snap-up provision or the market rate adjustment, but you were able to meet with the company and go a little bit beyond that. So if you don't mind, just walk us through that whole process. Yeah, absolutely, David. Uh, So, you know, the pilots made it very clear to the NBC that it was very important for us to keep our pay scales in line with the industry as we see these new CBAs coming out with pretty notable pay increases. We were able to sit down with the company and uh, and come to an agreement that with Southwest not being at a tentative agreement yet, uh, we were able to exclude them from the equation. Um, and then we took looked at United and both um, United and both Americans tentative agreements, and we accepted those numbers as being hard numbers. And we applied those numbers with the exclusion of Southwest to our current MRA agreement that's in the CBA. And effectively, we landed with a, a pay increase on September 1 of 11% across, I mean, not across the board, but a minimum 11% for every pilot on the uh, pay scale based on slope. So some pilots will see more, some pilots will be just a little bit above 11% in the final version of the uh, pay increase for the MRA. Another thing I think that's important to note, too, is that it's not just the rates that are in those tentative agreements, but also the impact of the snap-up clauses that exist at Delta and United that will further bring their ultimate rate up. And the company's consideration of the ultimate impact of those snap-up clauses was factored in as well. So it ultimately brought the resulting rate up even higher. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right, Will. And uh, 
And this this LOA is a one time a one time agreement, and uh, so this year we'll see uh, this one time exception. In twenty twenty four, we will uh, we'll go to our currently negotiated CBA language for the uh, the snap up pay increase for September one, twenty twenty four. Yeah. So the greater of either four percent or the snap up language, if it applies, uh, if the existing formula applies in that time. Precisely. And I think one last thing to note, as further evidence that the company came prepared to focus on the issue at hand, I think it's worth noting that when we discussed the issue, there was no discussion of any other thing of like an extension or any other company asks. Uh, they were truly focused, despite social media and a lot of rumors to the contrary. Yeah, you know, well, I'm glad you brought that up about what happened on social media. And while I, I usually don't like to harp on that too much, I think it is worth talking about rumors and specifically the hazards of them. So first, it's worth noting just how wrong they were. People seem to imply that they had some kind of inside track either with the company or through Alpa, and they didn't. It was just dead wrong. And trafficking in rumors like this should be of concern of pilots because it can actually harm the negotiating committee because it puts out there an idea of what perhaps pilots are expecting, what they might agree to. And while it wasn't really a factor right now, it could be in the future. So I just really encourage people to, you know, you're going to hear those. Please don't pass them on. Please don't provide information to the company's negotiators when we're going into the next round of negotiation. All right. Well, thanks for letting me talk about rumors. And so let's return to what we started with, which is the global picture of the attract and retain issue that pay is certainly a very important part of, but it's not the only part. No, that's right, David. I mean, pay is essentially foundational to solving the attract and retain equation, but the exit interview data gives us a lot more to work with. And as we said last time, a lot of that's centered around scheduling flexibility and sometimes the term quality of life. And I think that in many ways, those things are intertwined. And as we also said earlier, we have negotiated some pretty good work rules. We just need for PBS implementation to work on time, the new reserve system. And overarchingly, though, we need staffing, right? We built the machine, we negotiated the language, we just need oil in the machine to make it run. And so when we talk about solving attract, retain, fixing attrition, it does become more critical. I think that when you talk about the other quality of life metrics that we're hinting at, one of the key things that comes up all the time, and the company brought it up the other day, is basing. Basing and issues of commutability. And with 53% of our exit interview data supporting that is a key priority for our pilots, I think it's something that we do need to focus on. Well, that 53%, you're talking about 53% of the respondents. In other words, 53 of the pilots who are leaving, this is what they said in the exit interview. Yeah, yeah, the exit interview. It's applicable to our attrition pilots. If basing is going to be an issue, and we heard that in the pilot all call recently, how and why are you and the MEC getting involved in this basing issue? Well, and we haven't yet, but I think that the important thing to note is that the company has the unilateral right under the CBA to establish a pilot base and make pilot basing decisions. But just like the MRA, I think that we want to have a meaningful voice in any decisions that they make in and around this, because we do have exit interview data and we have a lot of data that supports what it is that our pilots would want when they make that choice. They can make a smarter choice. And I want ALPA to have a meaningful say in those discussions, just like the MRA. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it may happen with or without us, so it'd be better to have a seat at the table. 
it, we've proven that time and time again when it comes to a number of, of issues. And I think that they recognize that. And I think that, uh, you know, if they're willing to sit down and talk and, and discuss their ideas, I think we have some meaningful input. Well, it's, it's kind of implied, but just to be explicit about this, in the last podcast, we talked about the MRA discussions were happening and that you'd be meeting with the MEC to brief them and talk about other issues of attract and retain. We just finished an MEC meeting. Let's talk about what occurred there. We did. We brought the entire attract retain both in the form of an MRA discussion, which obviously resulted in the agreement that we're discussing today, but also took a look at what we perceive to be the other half of the attract retain issue, which is derived from that exit interview data, discussed it with the MEC, showed them the supporting data and a lot of the evidence that we have that we think that a smarter decision in a number of areas will help address the attract retain, the other half of the coin, if you will. And that's the, the discussions that I'm referring to, wanting to get together with the company to discuss that. Okay, great. And though it's not exactly the focus of this podcast, what other things occurred at the meeting you might want to speak about? Well, yeah, the MEC did receive updates on the status of things that are actually kind of applicable to this discussion. As we said, implementation projects, um, implementation of PBS, new reserve system, because they're all part of that machinery that works to make a lot of our flexibility and quality of life metrics work. But I'll take a moment to note that as part of like the, the implementation, which is ongoing, one area that maybe we should just mention briefly is the fact that vacation bidding is upon us. And when we talk about implementation with PBS coming next year, that may change people's bidding strategies a little bit. And we've received some pilot feedback on that. And we'll have uh, communication to help clarify exactly, remind everybody how that works so they can make smart vacation bidding decisions. All right. Well, as we approach the close, I'm happy to hear that we'll have hopefully an opportunity to engage with the company to address these attract and retain issues. Yeah, I think in summary, David, pilots have told us very clearly that they needed collective bargaining agreement, including wages and work rules that reflect their needs. And the agreement that we discussed today on the MRA and on these new wages is an important first step. It's kind of amazing to note that just a year ago, prior to the ratification of the CBA, the wage rates from the old existing top of scale to our new with the MRA existing top of scale captain will have risen a full 21.7% at a minimum. They're greater for people in different slope categories and that they'll have risen nearly 25% at a minimum, depending upon the MRA next year, at the end of uh, next year in just three years. And that happens primarily because of unity in the pilot group, because of your engagement, the pilot engagement with their elected reps, and in turn because you've trusted ALPA and those elected reps to advocate effectively on your behalf. And with that as our foundation, we're going to be able to ensure that your goals and your careers are protected. I want to thank all the pilots for your professionalism, your unity, and your trust. Those are humbling but also critical as we look not only to continuing to engage on the attract-retain issue, but more importantly, as we, we look towards 2025, it's going to be right upon us. Okay. Thanks a lot, Will. And for our listeners, if you haven't read it yet, in the show notes, I have a link to MEC Chairman Will McQuillan's letter, which also includes another briefing from the negotiating committee. So you can get a little bit more of the details about the new salary and the market rate adjustment. 
To Will and David, thank you for coming in today. And as always, I want to thank our listeners. This has been another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. 